Welcome to our Black History Month series of podcasts. I'm Jonathan Gilmore from Travis Smith, and I'm delighted to be joined by Dan Lambeth for this episode, where we're going to be talking about role modelling, allyship, and much more. So to get us going, Dan, why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure, sure, Jonathan, and thank you very much for the uh, for the invitation to, uh, to, to to speak with you today. I um, so I'm I'm Dan Lambeth. I'm an executive director at uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, where I head up our uh, ESG strategy, and I I've worked both by and sell side here at the firm on on ESG matters. I, I should should add that I'm speaking in my personal capacity uh, today. In, in terms of um, um, background, uh, I'm, I'm from uh, a, a Windrush generation family. My, uh, my Jamaican grandmother um, made the very smart decision uh, to uh, head over to the UK in the early 1960s with her, her husband and children to start a, a new life here uh, in, in the UK. And uh, my, my father met my, uh, my part English part Italian mother in uh, 1972 and um, the rest is history. I think, as they say, I I attended a comprehensive school uh, in in East London. I have to say, it was wasn't it was a very good school in many respects, but it wasn't it wasn't one that was renowned for sending its pupils to university, uh, let alone uh, Oxbridge. And um, so, I think there was a um, a, a degree of uh, uh, excitement uh, when I got my offer uh, from the University of Oxford to study law uh, back in uh, the early early nineties. And once I'd, I'd qualified as a, as a, once I'd completed my degree uh, at, at Oxford, I, I went to join a large city law firm uh, in uh, back in uh, 19, I think it was around 1996. And spent, spent several years there before pursuing a career in, in, in government and then back into the private sector. And as I said, most recently working for, uh, for JP Morgan. Well, wasn't what a brilliant career that you've you've had to date, and uh, and uh, going back to what you were saying about your background, um, when you were growing up, um, how conscious were you of your black heritage? I think that I was very conscious of being different. Mm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say in the the, the 1970s that we had the degree of consciousness that we share today in in terms of our of our heritage I think especially especially having a black a black family it wasn't always clear what exactly that meant uh, and certainly when you think about you know the, the, the professional environment that I that I moved into um, but I always had a very a very strong sense of of being different and I think that was probably exacerbated. Um, by being mixed race and having a, a European mother, and so seeing, getting to see the world through two different lenses, if you if you like, my my mother and my my father's very very different backgrounds. Um, so yes, a, a, a strong a strong sense of, of of difference, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, and um, and and I I can imagine that may have put you in an a slightly unusual position at the time, of. Um, looking for uh, look, looking for examples uh, in the older generations uh, as being a, a light to you and to the path that you might take. Um, coming with, with, with both the, the European heritage and the, and the black heritage in mind, 
one of the things we talk about a lot at Travis Smith is role models and the role that they can play in helping to illuminate career paths mm. um, and signal it's okay for people to be themselves. Mm. Um, who were your role models growing up and you know, what do you think about the idea of role models more generally? Well, I did, um, before this interview, I, I looked up the definition of role models. And, uh, and I think it said something like a, a, a person whose behaviour or examples uh, you, you can, one can emulate. Uh, and, I, and so I think, I think the, the, the first and the most important role model was a, was a mother who said, I, I can and I will. And that, that rooted within me, I think, a very strong sense of the importance of belief. Uh, other, other role models as I, I was growing up in, included a couple of amazing teachers. Um, I, I shan't mention their names, uh, but the, the, head of my, uh, the heads of my French and my, my English department, who both said to me at, at the age of 14, you, you could probably go to Oxford if you wanted to. And again, that brings us back to yeah. the theme of theme of belief. I think it's so important in, in role models that they demonstrate belief in you and that they they live that that culture of, of, of belief both in themselves but also within the organizations of which they're part, that they that they believe also that organizations can change and grow and adapt to new situations and, and, and new challenges. Once I got to um, legal practice, very interestingly, I will say that one of my one of my supervisors was absolutely superb because he took an interest in me personally mm -hmm. and my stories and was prepared to uh, share stories, which wasn't always difficult to do. Jonathan, I'm sure you're aware the uh, the pressures that uh, we we you're you're under in private practice are extraordinary. But just making making a few minutes in the day to ask about my my background and my experiences and to share to share stories we were from very different backgrounds but he 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 showed he showed that interest and then and and, and finally i i would mention a, a a quite a formidable partner who i who i can't say that i always felt very comfortable sharing stories with but who crucially believed in me and gave me the opportunity uh, to qualify into into his department and what's something I think that's very interesting about all those role models is that none of them looked like me. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's why the belief is, is so important. It shouldn't be about how people look. It's about how they behave and the and the confidence that they're able to, to show in, in you as an individual, the belief. That they have in you and, and your potential. Yeah, the belief theme is really coming through there very powerfully. And um, you, obviously, role models could come from a, any any background and could be someone who who looks and sounds like you or not. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 the the important thing is that, as you say, it's 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 somebody who either you can look up to to emulate and or be because they are a formidable character or perhaps regardless of whether they're a formidable character because they're someone who shows an empathy with you but you you did say there that 
those role models that you've had growing up and in the, in the early part of your career didn't look and sound like you. Did you have anyone who you considered to be a black role model in that period of your life? Uh, because, you know, I know that many people now look, look, at, look at you as a role model in the black community, in business, in law, in ESG, in what you've, you've in all that you've achieved in, in, in the years. But what about for you? Who, were you, who did you consider to be black role models? Um, so I mean, to be, I think, to be absolutely honest, and it was, a, I think, a symptom of the times that in which we lived when I was growing up, that there wasn't an abundance of, uh, of, of black role models. And therefore, it was very important for me to be able to look far and wide for those individuals in terms of the behaviour that I, I wanted to emulate. I mean, there were certainly, I mean, interestingly, there were certainly musicians and sports stars who'd really gone on to achieve amazing things and often from very humble beginnings, but no, no professional role models um, who, who, were, who were black. And certainly I, I felt in 1996 when I, I joined my, my city law firm that, um, well, as the only black trainee amongst a large number of, of law students joining the firm, that, that I, was, I was obviously different. I, I also made, made the decision in 1996 to be very open about my sexuality, that I, I was openly gay and black. And I guess there was part of me that figured, well, hey, you know, I'm outwardly different, different enough. So why not have the confidence also to be honest um, about about the fact that I'm that I'm gay? So I think I think actually, therefore, for that reason, there was a it, there was a necessity to look above and beyond uh, my my appearance and my background to try to find individuals it was more more than just about belief obviously it was also in terms of their convictions and their morality and their standards and their values and the way that they behaved in the workplace so certainly conduct I saw that I didn't like and didn't want to emulate but ultimately I think for me I think for me it was it was those it was those values and it was the behavior that was important it wasn't the packaging. I think that if the packaging had been more important to me, I wouldn't have ended up in the city because I needed, I had to, by necessity, look beyond that. Yeah. And and you 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 say that you had to look beyond, and that that signals to me potentially that that you felt an additional pressure potentially as a a, a black person coming into the city at that time, um, looking around, not seeing people who looked like you necessarily um, in, in, the, uh, in the firm that you were at or amongst the clients you were with. Did you, did you feel that put an extra pressure, an extra burden on you that well, I, I, didn't apply I, to I others? Didn't. I didn't because I, I think that there is, there's been an interesting sea change in the industry where for the first half of my career, it was ethnicity was something that we just didn't talk about. And I was there in spite of the fact that I was black. I was there because I was really smart. So let's not talk about that thing that's awkward. 
let's leave that at the door, shall we? And let's focus on our similarities. You know, the fact that you're very smart and you, you, you know you're yeah. here. So actually, for the first half of the career, uh, no, I didn't feel any extra pressure. If, if anything, it was something that actually I'd rather avoid talking about because I and I did hear this from one or two senior black politicians when I was younger. Don't talk about it because it will define you. Yeah. No, that's... However, however, in the second half of my career, the story has been completely different. The story is now we want you to talk about it because it's really, really important to our organisation. And and yes, I have felt the pressure and many of my black colleagues, perhaps more so than me, have felt the pressure. I was struck during the Black Lives Matter movement that by the number of black colleagues who called me and, and, and to request that they shouldn't be chosen to speak. Please don't put me on the platform because I can't speak for this community for the important reason that we're very diverse. I, I have black colleagues who went to boarding school and had a very different, very, they had very different early experiences from mine. Yeah, that's that's fascinating, and it and it, it brings brings out the question of of whether or not you think black people are potentially held to a different standard in in the office. Are, 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 you know, are they expected to act as an ambassador uh, all the time? And does that does do, do, do you and 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 do you feel others feel that pressure as well? I think I think what's more pertinent is the pressure that black professionals put on themselves and in fact I had this conversation with a, a, a younger black colleague yesterday that we enter these professional environments sometimes almost in awe and incredibly grateful that we've been given the opportunity and therefore have to go the extra mile and be better than everybody else and that's not always helpful actually and I, I, I think that can be can be a bit bit destructive at times. Yeah, I can I can see that, and um, you know it, it it brings to mind the, the question really of of what people in the wider community can do to help that to help that feeling. And um, we we at Travis Smith talk a lot about allyship, and we spend a lot of time exploring what actions we can take to better support uh, BAME and Black communities specifically. What what one thing or one action do you think our listeners could do to help become a better ally um, and to to help alleviate those sorts of feelings that you were talking about earlier, Dan. Please, please take the time to do for your black colleagues what you should be doing for all of your colleagues, which is please make them feel like they belong and please make the time to connect. Pick up the phone, knock on the door and just ask people, how are they? How are they doing? What's on their mind? Build build the relationships. I think it's a, it's, in, it's incredibly important to uh, to be to be open to other people's experiences and to want to want want to share. And certainly, I think in the early part of my career, having partners and senior solicitors making the time to just ask me how I was and what was going on in my life and, and share those stories was was absolutely key. Uh, Dan, that's that's amazing. I mean, that that is a real call to action to everyone to really act like you should act and like you should act in front of everybody. Um, but be an ally and to uh, and to uh, you know, be there to, as a friend and a support and a colleague to everyone, regardless of their background, regardless of their their race or colour. 
Um, no, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, OK, so on that note, I think we'll, we'll end there. Thank you, Dan, for taking part. Um, you, you, you're, you are the ultimate role model, I think, for black people entering the city now. Uh, exactly <laughs> Not sure what I can you've take done. And it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you Thank so you much, Dan. Thank you very much for the invitation.